0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once more. This is episode 80 entitled Gutenberg's Design Lead, Tammy Lister explains what it's all about. You can find out a little bit more about that later. This episode was published on Thursday the 14th of June 2018. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England and I'll be joined in a few moments by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com so that we can have our top and tail discussion and ending fact. The discussion today is called Red Flag Warnings for Web Design Clients. And then right at the end, after the interview with Tammy Lister, we'll have the ending fact, which is called What Version of PHP Are People Using to Host WordPress? Please, if you wouldn't mind going to the WPBuilds.com website, if you listen to the podcast over there, click on the buttons underneath, uh, particularly the iTunes one, and maybe give us a a nice five-star review if you're feeling generous. Also, uh, if you'd like to go over to WPBuilds.com forward slash subscribe, you can find just about every single way that we communicate. We've got lots of different channels now. We've got a Facebook group, we've got a Slack channel. Um, and various other things. But my favourite at the moment is the Messenger chat. So if you go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, as I just said, and click on the Messenger button, if you've got Facebook open, or you might have to log in, it will enable you to receive updates from us rather than via newsletter just from Messenger, which I think is fairly cool. If you go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals, we've got 20% off toolset, over there and 25% off main WP. And finally, very soon, we're going to be having a webinar, a live AMA, Ask Me Anything, with Sebastian Webb from Microthema. Um, It is a few weeks away now, but if you go over to wpbuild.com forward slash webinars, you can find out all about it, when it is, and you can get yourself booked on. The software that I'm using only has 100 seats, that's the license that I've got, um, and I think currently we're on about 35 or something like that, Uh, so... Uh, maybe not incredibly urgent, but if you if you want to get booked on, then yeah, go for it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you there. And Sebastian Webb, the developer, can tell you all about it and how it works. Great. Okay. There is no competition at the moment. So I'm just going to say Tammy Lister is uh, an employee of Automatic, but she's been sort of seconded out to work on Gutenberg, uh, which I think we're all excited is coming around in WordPress 5.0. She's going to tell us all about it, what the decisions have been over the course, uh, the fact that she hasn't always been the design lead um, and what have been the difficult choices she's had to make in order to try and get Gutenberg in such great shape that it looks like now. Okay, before we get to her though, we've got David and I having our discussion I really, really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: This discussion we're calling red flag warnings for website clients, and it's a follow-on from the discussion that we had where we were looking as developers and the red flags that we saw in clients. So on this one, we're trying to turn the tables, but the interesting thing about this one is that, well, I guess it's not surprising. There are very few articles written by clients on web agencies and freelancers (laughs) in fact all of the articles that are written are by freelancers so in effect most of those if you like although they're well written most of the articles i've seen they are essentially you know why you need to pick me over the others Mm. so we're going to try and dig deep aren't we on this one and see if we can put ourselves in the shoes of the clients and look at ourselves and how our services are, how we present those. So that's that's the aim here.
0: Yeah, we should probably have a small caveat at the beginning saying, we don't really do digging deep, do we? We'll, we'll gloss over <laughs> it very gently um, and try to paint ourselves in as positive positive a light as possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you know, well, you know, we're terrible, aren't we? This has come out of me trying to build my first proper site for clients i mean i built one before and it's just shocking and i removed it and now i'm doing it again so i'm really looking from the client's perspective and trying to get in their shoes so Mm. this is helping me um anyway we found one article which we thought might be a way of looking at things because if clients are trying to find out how to get a good web developer they're probably going to look at trusted sources so we found one WikiHow.com, which has find a good web designer uh, so we thought we'd take a look first at their advice, which so is quite amusing, actually, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, some of it's quite contradictory, but ne- nevertheless, how many points have we got? We've got about 10 points again or something like that, haven't we? I think it's yeah. eight, eight or so. Nine, nine is the number. Let's, let's go through them and talk about them, and if there's any time left, we can, uh, we can move on. Yeah, we'll need to, actually. So they're very quick, on The first point was
1: about, you know, pick your favourite search engine. Uh, uh, but although they say, and that's the contradictory bit, isn't it, that the best designers are found through word of mouth.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I think as with most, most things like plumbers and electricians, I, I absolutely pick somebody from word of mouth every single time. I will Google if I have no word of mouth to go on, but... Um... I'll always go for word of mouth. Definitely, definitely. But search engines are an increasingly important thing. Um, mm. And my community is very strong and I've got lots of friends where I live. And obviously, if you're new new to a place, then uh, that's not maybe not the same thing at all. So yeah, mm. okay, Google, fine. Yeah, and then two is
1: read the descriptions. <laughs> I suppose that's obvious. Look at their sample pages. So I think they're talking about portfolios with that mm-hmm. although actually we've got an image haven't we oh yes no the next well that's it really look at their portfolio well the, there's my fail straight away my new website doesn't have that
0: yeah my portfolio hasn't been updated for about 19 months or something so it's completely got nothing that i've done recently on it at all which is <laughs> utterly rubbish and inexcusable but there you go <laughs> i've been busy <laughs>
1: and number three is read what the packages include so this is assuming that these webs you know that developers and agencies have packages they don't all have
0: packages do they no well i i don't really either so i just you know for things like care plans i do but for a project i just it's bespoke each project's different so i price it based upon what i've been told
1: Yeah, well, I'm looking at the image that WikiHow's got here of somebody's site or they've made it of themselves. And it's got all these things, website type, uh, created by professionals, dedicated project manager, search engine friendly contact forms. And these are the things that are in their tick box of things you can have in the packages. Mm. So it looks a little out of date to me, this, I must admit. So number four is watch out
0: for the designers who charge by the page. I've never done that really, so I don't really know. Um, I've only ever charged by the project, but I do know, I have some friends who are in this business who do. They charge a significant amount for the first page and then they charge significantly less for each page thereafter and it, that's the way they do it and it works yeah, I know people who do that as well. In fact, my colleague
1: used to do it that way. Uh, but they say you should be willing to quote on the whole job. So
0: In the ooh. end, my friend's pricing would be for the whole job, but they, they calculate it based on a page. Yes. So if there's 10 pages, they know how much that comes out at. But maybe they don't uh, discuss that with the clients. I don't really know, to be honest.
1: Mm, this is the first interesting one. It's ask about intellectual property ownership of the site. Ooh
0: yeah it's <laughs> oh, interesting because that I I would imagine I've never been asked about that ever uh is that true no I think that is true um nobody's ever asked me but I do include that in my proposal I, I just say basically more or less it's all yours uh, but yes. I exclude certain licenses that belong to me and and I make that clear but I, I'm that's just not the way I would operate. I would quite happily, you know, you've paid for it. It's yours. None of it do I really wish to keep except the licenses. Yeah, I see. And this is an interesting
1: one as well. Six is make sure website domain names and addresses are
0: registered in your name. Yeah. With your contact information. I explain this at great length. Um, and I, I explain, you know, either I can buy it but I'll make no claims that it's mine and I'll, I'll happily draft you an email to say as much. But I, I do also say, you know, if I fall ill or become get hit by a boss, you're in deep trouble, or you can go out and I'll give them the name of a, a registrar and you can do it yourself. And invariably they always want me to do it, even with all those caveats. Uh, but now yeah. I'm using Google to yes. register new domains and they allow you to delegate back to the client Um, the ownership so that kind of solves all the problems for me
1: yeah number seven on here is if you're regularly if you're planning to do regular updates and cannot afford to employ someone to do them ask to have the site designed to an easy editable template now that's that's quite an interesting thing Mm. particularly in wordpress press space where we need regular updates as well
0: yeah i'm wondering if this article was written in a time before cms yeah ubiquitous so you know, actually getting into the HTML was still a thing to edit the site. Yes. Nowadays, it's um, I guess they've used the word template. Obviously, mm. you and I are both using page builders, which makes that that number seven a bit obsolete, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And but you know, it's interesting because if somebody was using the net to look for a designer, this probably is an article that they'll come across first. So, mm. yeah. And number eight is never pay for extra services such as search engine placement. I think this is dated it uh, that you can get for free from registering at Google, Yahoo, uh, etc. So, yeah, we see that with hosting companies. I don't yes. know about.
0: Yeah. I, sure. I, I make it clear, but I don't make search engine. I mean, I talk about doing SEO work, but I don't make it a, a promise about getting on the first page or any of that nonsense. But I do have extras. You know, I might do email marketing for them, but that's an extra price because it is an actual extra thing. So I can see the point of number eight, but it's not not really come back to bite me because it's all rolled into the price at the start. Yeah. And the number nine, which is the final one, is always read
1: the fine print before Mm. you sign up, which I guess is just fairly... Sensible stuff. Yeah. Generally,
0: have you altered your fine print much in in the um in the wake of GDPR or any of that stuff? What fine print? Ah, good. Right. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. There is no fine print. It's just it's just blunt print. <laughs> yeah, coarse print. Yeah, I don't really yeah. have a lot of fine print to be honest. I'm uh, kind of working on the basis that it's me and you're dealing with me, and we've got a relationship. Let's not take each other for granted, kind of thing. Yeah,
1: I think that's it. So I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to go through this list we were talking about before, which was trying to put ourselves in the shoes. And I came up with quite mm. a few things mm. that uh, I I need to look at with my own site. And maybe this will jar with other people. I don't know about you, Nathan. Do you look around at other developers' websites? If, if these people had Googled, as suggested in the first
0: place, to find their designer... What do you think they're going to see? I genuinely never go and look for other people's websites, and I did <laughs> just now because of a uh-huh. conversation that we were having. I sort of typed in a, a, a local Google search for for where I live for web designers, um, and it was quite interesting, shall we say? I mean, goodness me, my site is nothing to be shouting about. I haven't, like I said, I haven't updated it in such mm-hmm. a long time. Um, but they're all very different, shall we say, and some of them immediately uh, are a bit more difficult on the eye. And, and obviously, as somebody who knows about the latest trends, some of them haven't kind of stuck to any of that kind of stuff. And, and I am not holding myself apart from any of that, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, and, no. and a lot of the stuff is, is definitely missing. You know, the, some of the websites didn't have um, like a, a process that you'd go through. They didn't explain about the, the pricing particularly clearly. And in some cases they were trying to do too you know, they were trying to do too many things all at once. So yeah. yeah. Um but I until this moment in time I'd never really gone out and looked at my, my rivals at all, which is silly, I suppose, but that's the way I go. <laughs> I've seen a trend, and I followed this very early. My first
1: website, I took it down because it just embarrassed me. And what I was doing with it, in a way, because we're in a vacuum, we don't get this feedback from clients properly, what I was trying to do is I guess I was exercising all my frustration. So I wanted to convince them of my value, mm. and I wanted them to think, oh, it's not a website, it's about the traffic and conversion you get. And I needed to – and it was terrible because it was so trying to persuade people to – to get into that. And what I see is that still goes on with most people's sites, exactly the same as what I was doing and is my default. And and it ends up being really vague promises mm. about a better future for their business for mm. getting this website. Um, and then there's no sense of, like you just said, uh, what the design process, you know, so somebody looking at a website will see all of these promises were going to skyrocket your business. And there's lots of did you know facts as well, you yep. know, that. They've got, you've got a millisecond to grab their attention. 99% of your business is coming through the net, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. You carry on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's just, yeah. I was just going to go to the point that you meant, but it, what you said is about, there's no clear design process shown, you know, Mm. so there's all these promises, but what happens next?
0: Well, I, I took the approach quite a while ago that, um, with my website, So as I said, caveat emptor a bit. I haven't um, looked at it for a long time, but it it was a given that everybody wanted a website already, um, Mm -hmm. and actually, what most people wanted was help with it, um, and they needed. And so I've couched it in terms of it performing well, and I can help you to do that. But I don't, I don't use any statistics. Um, and I've said, basically, you know, you want a site that's um, looks professional, that, that is being taken care of and is supported. I uh, yeah. I illustrate, you know, I've got a portfolio on there, which hasn't been updated. Um, and then I go through my process. Here's what what will happen, because I, I kind of figured that's what the client actually wants to know. They, yes. uh, they you know, they're going to assume that you, um, you you know what you're doing. But do do you know? Do they know what you're doing? So I've broken it down into six steps. Um, Number one, the brief. Number two, the site map. Number three, the prototype, which actually increasingly in the world of page builders I've kind of abandoned. Number four, the design, which is Mm. me sort of making the design from the prototype. So those three and four kind of go together. Number five is actually doing it. And number six is supporting it after it's been done. And then I go into what all those bits are um, yeah that's the that's the assumptions that I made yeah I think that
1: yeah so that gives a design process I think if I was looking as a client at a lot of the sites I wouldn't know what I was getting and I, that there's often that missing mm. uh, but also even if you've got that I think sometimes it might be difficult for someone to understand how you work yes, so yeah, do you absolutely. come from meetings Yeah. Are you all online? Do you have a tele, do you know, do you like telephone calls? So I think sometimes we don't set the contact as well with clients very well. We're not very, we, I think we often talk about the fact that uh, clients don't respect our space or we don't hear from them. But actually I don't think we ever really set how we work with our contact, whether we do have face-to-face meetings, whether Mm. we're purely online. I often, when I look at websites, I can't, tell what's being offered how it's going to work how my relationship's going to be
0: Mm, yeah that's a good point i don't ever mention that i just talk about the process and um but yeah i don't really talk about the fact that i'm happy to drive to see you or pick up the phone (laughs) is best or skype yes yeah good point but i I, my website's not the clearest i could do better i just having a look at it now i think that the the process should come higher because actually from a client point of view All the rest of it is assumed, you know, you want a website, you want it to be quick loading, you want it to enhance your business and all of that. But actually probably what a client wants to know is what's going to happen if I pick up the phone and decide to go with you? What's actually the process going to look like? And those six steps come right near the bottom of my homepage, whereas in fact, they should probably come closer to the top. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. I also wonder about the clarity of what people are expecting. So we often talk about we do so much to make a website a website is much more we're thinking about traffic conversion we're thinking about all the technical things with browsers mm, mm. and devices and all that but i don't think we actually make on the whole or maybe maybe we do and i don't but don't make it clear for someone who's coming from the first contact with us what actually is in that packet there's so much more about launching your business into the stratosphere yes and very less about what actually you get in it yeah and how but- much it was yeah, how much you would stand by any of that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm terrible on that first phone call. Um, when somebody phones me up out of the blue, because usually my head's somewhere else, um, I, I, what I need is I, I should have like a little script or something or this these process points written down somewhere near my phone so that if somebody does phone up, I can, I can remember what it is that I've promised to do. Um, yeah, because that phone call can I end up going just relying on all those little tropes that you've just said you know about the oh it'll load in such and such and you've got this long but all yeah. the clients do a lot of that comes out of my mouth because it's what I can honestly think of at the time Yeah, yeah. and actually probably what they want to hear is okay if you decide to go with us what we'll do is I'll come over to your your office and we'll have, we'll have three hours and we'll just sit around and talk and work out what we're going to do and then I'll go home and write a proposal I should say all of that instead yeah yeah.
1: Do you know what? I think that's one of the things. But it It's the language, I guess. And oh, God, I tell you, I was the worst for this. I'm trying to correct it. and learning how to talk differently. But I do think mostly we're dealing business to business, aren't we? So yep. there are other people who need to make a profit. And I think sometimes our language tends to be we're looking down at clients who don't get it.
0: So from the start, we talk a little bit down to them. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, though. I like the, the profit angle. You know, I don't really dwell on that. Like you say, the technical stuff yeah. is what comes out of my head because it's what I'm thinking about. But yeah. couching it in terms of, OK, this is the process. We're going to work out in that discovery session what it is that your business needs to to get more revenue from the website or whatever. You, you know, you rehearse this stuff over time, wouldn't you? Um, yep. yeah you're right you know I need a re- big rethink these two <laughs> these last two discussions the one about you know the the, the, the red mm. warning flags for clients and web designers they' both made me really think about what I need to do when I suddenly discover there are 30 hours in each day and not 24 <laughs>
1: yeah well I'm really going through it at the moment because trying to work out how to get the message across and be adult if you like mm. when I'm talking to potential clients that's what I'm trying to get at and mm. break it down as much as possible. Because I that thing about not paying for extras, and also we were talking on the other discussion about the fact that people might try and preemptively say this will be an easy job to keep your prices down. I yep. wonder if this comes out of the problem a red flag for clients is that we have surprising costs. So maybe care plans and maybe software licenses are surprising price costs for some because they get a quote for the website and then we say oh yeah but you really need to be on this plan at the
0: end of it yeah i I, i'm quite happy to discuss wordpress and the fact that there are licenses involved and i talk about the fact that it's this open source system and uh, and part of the beauty of that is you can bolt other things onto it but they have a cost and i'm i'm i don't really mind which way the client wants to take it but more recently i've been saying Look, I'll tell you all the plugins that you need to buy, and you just go off and do it because it creates less hassle down the road for both of us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know certainly clients have – I mean, the little feedback I have got from clients, and that's by sitting in through other meetings. I think I mentioned this once before. There was a bunch of people who had gone to an SEO course, and they were complaining about their web designers. They were happy with them at the time, but they hadn't got the business that they expected. Yeah. Now, it turned out they didn't ask for it in the first place. Mm. But <laughs> but it was interesting that they had that expectation, and I think it's
0: one to watch out for, you yep. know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I Ooh. think we're – um. We're getting quite good at talking in these discussions for a long time. <laughs> when we started them, I don't know, maybe it was like six months or a year ago or whatever it was. We, we'd got this 10, 15 minute thing in our heads and, and here we are. We're at nearly 20 minutes now. <laughs> and one last thing I think we should mention is
1: expectations on longevity of sites. I've never thought about this until today that I never give anyone some expectation about how long that website might last I'm interested to know their budget but they don't know how long they're going to get how many years they're going to get out of that
0: yeah I, I don't do anything about that either which is stupid because it's such a good idea the only thing I do is I talk about the care plan. Uh, you know, that's my ongoing yeah. thing. But if you think about it, if you were to buy a car, there is a, a, an mm. expectation that that car is going to have wear and tear and it will look out of date and it will break down and so on. The The same thing yeah. is going to be true of a website. My my rule of thumb is that things start to look dated, not necessarily ridiculous, but start to look dated after two years. And mm. I think that would be a good thing to put in at the beginning. Um you know, look, we'll build you this website and we'll come back to you in a couple of years because at that point it really will start to look dated and obviously your competition probably will have updated their site at some point. Um, An an idea that I had was maybe you could offer a discount if they were on your Mm. um, website care plan and they've been a faithful user of that month in, month out. You could offer them a, I don't know, 20, 30% discount on the next build if they stick with you throughout that time.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm definitely going to start
1: thinking about that because it's something when you think about it, you know, business to business again, they need to know, don't they, their Mm. long term costs. And I've never talked about it. it, What do they say? It's like
0: leaving money on the table. Uh, But I've never (laughs) done it, so I never knew it was there. (laughs) But I am. I'm going to try that. Right. OK, shall we knock that one on the head? Indeed. OK, in which case we will go to the interview part of the podcast hello and welcome to the wp builds interview part um today all the way from northampton is that right it is it's northampton i a a moment ago i I shouldn't really say this but i'm going to say it anyway we just pressed record and i said she lived in brighton because i want her to live in brighton because i used to live in brighton and i love brighton (laughs) how are you doing anyway
2: I'm good, thank you. How
0: are you? Very well. Now, the reason that we've got Tammy on today is, is actually because Tammy is is quite an important person in my life, um, and probably your life, although you may not realise it, because Tammy works for Automatic with two T's, um, who are I, I want to use the word parent company of. What's the relationship between Automatic and WordPress? What's the sort of technical definition of how they're how they're linked?
2: So I wouldn't have said parent company, uh, because WordPress.com is different from WordPress.org. But the team I work on uh, is part of a kind of division which is donated back to WordPress.org. So... What I do is I work with some people that are full-time donated back. So I guess supporter would be a good good kind of approach to say.
0: Yeah, it's a funny sort of relationship. I don't normally peer into that bit of um, WordPress. Mm So I just know that there is this inextricable relationship and, yeah, donated back. There you go. That's a nice way of phrasing Mm -hmm. it. Anyway, the reason that we've got you on is because you work for Automatic and you are the design lead for the Gutenberg project. My goodness me, how busy have you been for the last two years?
2: Well, I'm actually the second design lead, so um, I've kind of a year and a little bit, I've been the design lead. Um, Then before that, I was working a little bit on it. Uh, So I've been less busy than some, (laughs) but uh, definitely the past year has been super busy, but there's so many awesome people contributing. It's a busy with other people, so it's a really good position to be in.
0: Well, that's nicely nicely said, yeah. Um, Now, for those of you who've been living under a rock, who don't know about... um, Gutenberg. It's the it's the thing which is yet to happen. It's the, <laughs> the moment in time where either you're going to tear all your clothes off and run around screaming, the sky is falling down, or you're going to say, yes, finally. I know where I'm camped. I'm in the yes, finally camp because I'm really looking forward to it. But I should probably ask you to explain, if that's all right. I know it's a bit of a chore and a bit of an old yeah. question, but would you explain n- not why, but what Gutenberg is
2: yeah no problem um, I'm hoping it's not a removal of clothes because <laughs> <laughs> um, but what uh, Gutenberg is is it's the it's quite a broad stroke uh, so it will be the a reimagining and reworking of the entire publishing experience and the way that content is created for web there are three phases uh the first of those is the one we're currently in which is the editor then there will be the customizer and then there will be theme. Each of those phases has a design and technical lead. So Matthias is the technical lead for the the bit that we're on with editor, and I'm the design lead. So that's a very broad stroke. Of what Gutenberg is, and we can, you know, if you want to get into a little bit more, I'm happy to kind of dive there.
0: Yeah, I think probably we take if we take a step back for a moment and we mm-hmm. consider why there's a need okay. to replace what is what is a functional and working thing in WordPress. I mean, up until now it's been fine. We've had a decade or more with this text editor and you know um but it's been decided i guess in the face of new design trends and emerging platforms that it's time to update wordpress so why do we need it what's wrong with what we've got right now
2: yeah so i mean it's actually may be seems to be a kind of a a point decision a more recent decision but it's a decision that's come over time and you actually raised a good point. We've had what we have for quite a long time now. And the thing about digital experiences and making content is changed. Mm. So, what we once were making content for is completely different now. Yeah. Uh, you just have to look at the average blog post, it's pretty rich as far as content goes. And when I say rich content, I mean videos, images, different things, yep. not just like. Um, and even texts can be pretty rich now people are doing more quotes styling so in light of all of that what we have now really doesn't fit what we want to do you kind of mix that with the fact that wordpress things work in wordpress around wordpress and what i mean by that is there's there's we we use this term quite often in wordpress which is is a not necessarily a good thing because it gets the kind of mindset of the wordpress way of things so we work around WordPress for maybe site building or we work around WordPress for plugins and, and experiences that we put on because what we have is pretty limiting. Meanwhile outside, the way that content's created has changed, has improved. Mm-hmm. The editors, the experience, you look at paper from Dropbox, you look at no you look at all these kind of different experiences and, and they've moved on. And WordPress is not stuck, but it hasn't evolved. Um, it's evolved a tiny little bit in the sense that we have some plugins that can do different things, mm. but we're still limited to this format. So part of what Gutenberg is doing is that, but also outside a lot of technology has moved on since the technology that we've been using within WordPress. Good point. And we've iterated and we have build processes, all these different things. But really, I mean, I even hear developers, for example, saying PHP, word, the WordPress PHP, which is... You know, we're not even necessarily doing some of the languages how they are outside Um, and outside JavaScript and all these exciting things that just create a better experience for people, no matter what languages and technology you want to say. So it's all those kind of things combined coupled with the fact that for someone that's new to WordPress, they have to learn that way. Mm. And once we're like, hey, it works for us, try watching someone who's brand new to WordPress have that first experience. Yeah. And it's it's not as easy as we maybe think it is.
3: No. Um,
2: so, you know, there's a definite need. And we've tried various projects over the years and various iterations. And they've all led up to this point. Um, I, I know if you're kind of coming cold to this project, it might feel like, hey, this is new. What's going on? Um, but there is strong roots. And there has been a path of progression to this point.
0: It's... Um... I I really like the the analogy there of, of all the other things that are going on outside because mm. if you if you open up a SaaS app, um, yeah. they they don't they don't really um, behave in with a little text box with the you know the Microsoft yep. Word <laughs> style bold and you know the, the 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 little palette of options floats around with you and it and it yeah. it follows you about and you've got little discrete sections and um and I think it's it's as you say it's it's people who have been so invested in this. And it must be, you know, it's worrying if you've got your entire mm-hmm. business based upon this knowledge that you've acquired over many years and you've got jolly good at it, then <laughs> this moment in time where things are suddenly going to be changed is, is a big one. But I, I also like the fact that you described, um, you know, new users. And I'm thinking particularly of people like my, my, my child, who's mm-hmm. still quite young. And if I put him in front of WordPress, he, he genuinely will be, ooh, I, I, mm-hmm. That's that's really you know it's it's not it's not as good as the other stuff that I that I use on a daily basis. So great, okay. So we've got the the, the rationale for why, and we've got the idea of what. But maybe in this first iteration, we as you said, we've got three things coming down the track. The, um, the first one is the current one that we're working on mm-hmm. to get it out in WordPress five, and that's very much tied into blocks. Um, would you like to explain? If you were using Gutenberg, what 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 is a block? How can it be purpose? Yeah. And I know that's a ridiculous yeah. question because a block isn't as simple as that. But would you mind giving no, that? No, it's a great a
2: question. Mm. Can I just slightly answer with the point of um, if you're using, you know, the change and, and what it feels like, and um, that you kind of brought up. Mm. I think it's important to remember that where possible. Where um one of the core principles of WordPress still is backwards compatibility, yes. and Gutenberg isn't changing that. Yes. Uh, so there's like this sliding scale of backwards compatibility. That's kind of how I see it. You mm. know, if all else fails, we have it will it will fail gracefully, right? That's that's kind of like the baseline. Then we have things like a classic editor plugin that you could install, that means that Gutenberg is not going to be there. It will just have a classic editor. Yeah. And then there's things like the classic block. I'm not kind of going to go too much into that in, in the sense because you asked me a different question, but it's really important to know that we have these, you know, the way that Gutenberg is built is built on the foundations, both in design and also in philosophy of WordPress. No, thank so, you.
0: That was worth mentioning <laughs> because I, I dramatized it yeah. slightly, didn't I? It it, it, and I noticed on the on the, the page on WordPress.org that um, mm. that is related to Gutenberg, you make that very clear actually yeah. that you know things will things will things won't be um, setting on fire quite quite like that. In fact yeah.
2: a lot of people and a lot of feedback is when they turn Gutenberg on they're like, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a really good thing to get, you know. If if someone feels that way, that that's great because because you know, that's what we aim for, that it's it's kind of like a, a more pleasurable from from that situation. Yeah. Uh, so you were asking about blocks. Uh, yeah, what's a block? Yeah. So um, I'm not going to really get into the kind of the tech side of a block. Mm. But the, the, the yeah, idea good. is, um, so the analogy I kind of get into is if, if you learn to draw, Bear with me here. You mm-hmm. learn how to break an object down into shapes when you draw, right? Um, and that's kind of what we're doing. We're breaking the page down into shapes, and then you build it back up. Another analogy, which I go to instantly, is Lego. To be honest,
3: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lego, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> And the reason I go to Lego is you can have things like um, blocks joined together and nesting. Um, so you could have like an object, like a wall of a house or something like that in, in Lego. Um, but What a block is, it's either broken down to the smallest or or larger in that sense, a block of content that you build your content from. So um, every bit of content might have a page, an image, a gallery. And that's literally what it is. So yeah. I think sometimes we add a bit of weight to blocks where when it comes down to it, it's just different types of content. <laughs> um, there's a, that's a broad stroke of it, but really that's, that's what this is. And we've already had that. We've always had things like HTML tags that wrap different types of content.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Block is a big one of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've always had this approach and when people write and when people edit and when people create things they particularly theming they always think of in these terms um even down to meta if you think about the way that a meta is like the extra information on a page um the way that someone builds a testimonial or something like that it all comes down to that so it's not a new concept by any stretch of the imagination Mm. and particularly if you go outside of wordpress um there's lots of different ways of doing like atomic design, all these kind of different approaches are just surfacing the basic principle that things are made of smaller things mm. and, and we build them up. Now, Gutenberg is bringing that a little bit more obviously uh, to WordPress. Um
0: Presumably there's a lot of complexity, although it's it could be very straightforward you know just a bit of text for example or a bit of text with some highlighting or you know some styling or what have you presumably you could um, you could make very complicated blocks um, and and do quite quite amazing things you know you drag in a block that's got all sorts of different components. Um, have you got any? Have you seen something in the more recent past that you thought, "Oh, that's a fantastic use of this notion of a block"? I, I wasn't expecting that. That's a it's ingenious.
2: So um, I think I am pretty much daily excited about what I see <laughs>
3: um,
2: uh, that people are making. Um, so it's really hard to just call one out. Okay, I, I'm super excited. So. Things that got me cited lately are things where people make forms easier. I've seen Yikes, for example, are doing MailChimp. Uh, That's great. I'm seeing explorations into how forms can be done. I'm also seeing, which really excites me, where themes are with a suite of blocks. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, uh, Atomicblocks.com, which is Mike McAllister's project. That's Um, fabulous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So things like that super excite me. Um, I don't want to kind of... I feel like I want to give lots of names because there's lots of people yes, doing amazing yes, that, that stuff, was, right? Yes, it was
0: unfair <laughs> of me to ask that question. But needless to say, you're seeing some exciting things um, and yeah. new possibilities have emerged unexpectedly, perhaps. Um,
2: well, from... that's the point of WordPress and, and that that's the kind of exciting bit. I am, you know, I'm designing just for this bit, right? After mm. this, once we've got Gutenberg, you know, phase one into into WordPress core that's when the exciting things happen i I mean it's exciting being part of that project but it's really exciting when these tools are taken and that's really what we're doing we're giving like a foundation toolbox to everybody yes and then people just start building things when phase two happens with customization and templates and that is when it's just going to be like wow did not expect someone to do that. And that's, that's incredible. That's the they exciting that. bit.
0: Because, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, if you think about all the plugins and things that have happened in WordPress over the last mm-hmm. decade and how amazing some of those have been and what they've managed to allow us to do, we're kind of yeah. heading, it's like a new horizon, isn't it? There's the, it's going to happen all over again. Um, and we're all going to get excited we're all over again. We're
2: really better. I mean, I'm, I'm a user experience designer at heart. And, yeah. um, it's going to be happening all over again with a better toolkit yes. for experiences. Yes. Um, you look at the way that we can ultimately give a, an easier way for people to do good performance, good user interactions, all these kind of things. And that suddenly, um, you know, we're, we've got strong patterns in WordPress and we're building on those in Gutenberg, mm. but we're having even stronger interaction patterns in Gutenberg. And that's always something that filters into the plugins. Um So, yeah, it's like raising everybody up. Yeah. And and that's the great thing. Yeah,
0: it it genuinely is enormously exciting. And the atomic one that you mentioned is one that I've (laughs) pored over a little bit. And I I, I just thought that's tremendously exciting. And it's not even finished yet. You know, it's great. Um, Now, dealing more with your interaction with Gutenberg, uh, obviously Mm. you said that there was somebody before you. um, And so presumably at some point you inherited the way it was at that moment. But (laughs) I'm interested to know... um, what's the process that you've been you've been going down you know um how has it changed over time whose voice have you been listening to who's been who's been um tapping on your shoulder and saying oh make it do this make it do that." Mm-hmm. Is, has there been like an overwhelming amount of contribution has it been difficult sometimes to decide who's right and who's wrong which way to go and you know those kind of things what what have you had to do and how have you adapted it over time because i know it's changed a lot
2: that's a lot of things. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Terribly rambly um, question that. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. Um, I'm going to try and remember it. And then if I don't, then you can kind of pick me up mm. and we can kind of loop back. Uh, so I think the thing is the answer to the voice is as many as possible. Okay. Uh, one of the principles I try and really do daily is is listening. Uh, I do that I try and listen to I try and respond to reviews this is just my personal practice I'm going to start with okay Uh, so I I read the reviews of Gutenberg I read what people are doing in support I go through issues Um, I'm a great believer that triage as from a design perspective is great for me to learn the product um, and to really get a lot of product insights so I try and have daily triage practice uh, triage is basically going through issues and, and just knowing what's going on Mm. and making sure everyone has an answer and has progressed. Um, so that to me is something that even before Gutenberg, I tried to have whatever project I was working on as my practice. So I've kept that as I've come into Gutenberg. Uh, Lots of different input from different people uh, going to work camps, listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> hearing, uh, reading. Um, there, for example, there have been some amazing blog posts uh, by. Uh, there was one particular one by a college in America, and they'd done some usability testing um, just to see, like, what training d- manuals. I think was the perspective they were taking it. Would right. they need to use? And it's been great because that was like, whoa, lots of insight. Um, yeah. Cam US. We also had a usability testing corner. Wasn't really a corner, but I'm going to say it's a corner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we had constantly throughout the whole event, usability testing there. We've also um, different meetup groups have done usability testing. We've mm-hmm. actually seen some organized testing. That was particularly towards the end of last year, and a little bit has trickled in. Yep. So that's a lot. <laughs> um, and also just processing any chance that I get from different sources. Um you know, listening to, uh, I've always called them the stress cases rather than the um, edge cases, <laughs> they called stress. And if you say edge, it's like easy to ignore. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I picked up from um, Eric Meyer specifically. Uh, and it, it's really, really important that you kind of pay attention to that and, and really notice where those, the, that stress points are.
0: Um,
2: so that's a lot.
0: <laughs> no, keep going. It was good.
2: Okay, so um, what else do you want to kind of know about the
0: process? Well, I, I was just wondering also about just the, the weight of it all, you know, the volume. Because presumably mm-hmm. with so many WordPress users in this very, very large uh, moment in time, I was wondering if it was almost impossible to keep up because there were so many differing opinions and such a, such a volume coming through every day.
2: So I think I wouldn't say it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to filter and that's mm-hmm. that's something in any open source project. So you could kind of pan that out to the open source project as a whole for WordPress. Yeah. There's a lot of people having a lot of opinions taken in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the guiding light of what is what are the features that you're going to ship with a project. Um, and specifically, we've had that with Gutenberg. We've had a an issue up with the minimum viable product this is what we are going to ship with and that's been up for a while and we've been slowly taking those features away Mm -hmm. and we've definitely uh, moved into a phase where we're like hey that's that's an awesome idea but you know that's the idea for the next phase um and we've been doing things like using github projects to do that and i think you have to do that as a project you have to kind of keep that this is what we're going to ship with otherwise you'd never ship no you'd be constantly like adding things and it would look like everybody wanted it which is not what everybody wants um so as so they- of... Sorry, sorry, apologies. Yeah, let's cool.
0: go. <laughs> I was going to say, as of... Um, we're recording this May 2018. Mm. Um, is there... Because st- I know this is what everybody wants to know, isn't it? Um, is there still a great long list, which is um, causing it to, to be to be held back and, and you know, n- not be shipped, as it were? Um, ha- do you have any indication in terms of months or days or weeks... Um, before it will be all of those crucial things are ticked off and it's yeah. ready to go so
2: we have no day um and and i will fall back on that it will ship when it's ready yeah and, and and the reason i fall back on that is beyond features it has to be ready in a community aspect and that's what the merge proposal is so really the next step um probably a couple more versions of gutenberg to go we're mm. pretty Pretty going down to the last one or two maybe features now. So we're getting really mm-hmm. close. The thing is, as you get towards the end, you have some of the bigger stuff uh, to do. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so Ooh.
2: why was we releasing like once a week, we now are releasing maybe once every couple of weeks. And those releases include hundreds of issues. Yes. <laughs> and the sheer like amount is, I and mean, the people that are working on this, I'm constantly in awe of, of the amount of work that they mm. get through. Mm. every release to be doing a major release of a product every few weeks is a challenge and and a privilege as well to be in such a fast-paced development
0: Mm. um yeah when i've seen the uh the issue list on each meet (laughs) recently i mean it is it's pages isn't it um it's quite impressive i mentioned it to somebody the other day and we were both a bit you know jaw on the floor wow that's a lot of work
2: (laughs) Um, yeah i mean it's exciting because you don't normally with wordpress I mean, you know the average life of an issue um, on track, right? It can be a long time, right? So yes. things move slower because it's a big product to move around, you know, that analogy of a big ship to turn around. And that kind of is a little bit what WordPress has been in the past. Yes. One of my hopes is that the the not that we continue this pace because I don't think we can always continue this pace apart from in features, um, which is one way that we are doing with WordPress, like doing these features like this but that some of the the speed and the being okay to just prototype ideas and being okay for anyone to prototype ideas um i've seen some incredible experience work from developers i've seen some incredible development from designers you know (laughs) that being okay about just having that space where people can experiment is exactly why we have what we have in Gutenberg today
0: um when you stare at Gutenberg now and you play with it and you you know you're enjoying what's mm-hmm. been created so far, what are the bits that you're really chuffed with? You know, oh, chuffed is a mm. is an English word meaning thrilled. It um, is. Yeah. What what are you <laughs> I, I, chuffed to bits with? What do you really like? Um, do i chuffed to bits. Yeah, um, they're, they're little bits that you look at. And yeah. think, Oh yeah, that's good.
2: Uh, it's, that's always the interesting bit because I'm always the biggest critic of Gutenberg <laughs> 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 because I'm also the, you know I'm the designer uh, involved in it. Um, and any designer, and there's many of us who are involved in Gutenberg, uh, do have that critical eye. Uh, I think the the particular points that I'm pleased about are generally points that I know we're going to build even more on. Mm. So one of those, for example, is media. I think we've eased some of the flows. Um, I once charted all the media flows in WordPress into a flow chart, and that was a very interesting flow chart. Um, (laughs) uh, And we've eased some of that. We've still got some difficulties to overcome, uh, but we've eased some of that. Mobile is another. um, I definitely feel, um, and and when I say mobile, I mean any non-desktop screen. Uh, So we've definitely improved some of the adaptive quality. Of, of the editing, uh, people are still going to need apps for specific things, uh, but it should just work. And currently, it doesn't really in WordPress, mm. uh, so that's been great. Some of the little moments—I mean, I call them moments of squee because they actually make me do that—but some of the little <laughs> moments of joy, the little animations or little things. Uh, there's some in blocks, there's some in just the way and the timing of some of the animations. I think is delightful. Um, there's a general feel that I. I notice this is something gets added which throws that feel out. The way that I describe it, there's a certain kind of balance feel to the interface. Okay. and. and, and I'm definitely feel quite sensitive to when that's not there now. Okay. It's kind of quite an ethereal comment to say, um, but there, there's certain things I feel that we've, we've got to a point where it's pretty cohesive in a sense of that feel. We can always do better with that, but I'm trying to get that underlining feeling of calm in the interface
3: mm-hmm. and then
2: just trying to um, make sure it's, useful. The moments of, you know, those moments of squeeze, is something we're trying to add more, like trying to maybe have a new user experience, maybe try and bring more delightful animations in. I, I um, think
0: I think you're going to have yeah. this moment when it when it ships where, you know, everybody's trying it. I, I just think there's going to be this sort of abundance of happiness because yeah, there's going <laughs> to be people who are thinking, oh, it's not for me and what have you and I'll switch it off and I'll make sure it doesn't come on. But I, I think it's, not only do I think it's beautiful, I mean, because I do, I think it, it looks fabulous. Um, and it's very straightforward to, you know, you can work out in an, in- you'd have to try really hard not to work out what you've got to do, I think. Um, but it's 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 so usable. Um, I just can't see that that moment coming where it, if you spend a bit of time with it and you work it out, it's it's going to just make life, I think, so much easier.
2: So I let's some of the, yeah. I think some of that, sorry, some of that that beauty and that feeling is in part the person that I took over, Yohan, uh, from the design lead. He mm. stayed on within the project, so I think that that's enabled um, along with other designers to have this really cohesive feeling to mm. it. Mm. Um, you know, it's 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 had those eyes you know and it's had that work so my kind of hat is tipped that's a very english phrase again that feels <laughs> like it, it's very that um it, it's what you get when you get people that can focus on and designers specifically can um it's a huge luxury to, for us to be able to do this to yeah. put, um, designers specifically onto a project for this this amount of time in an open source project. It's it's a huge luxury. Yeah. But being able to do that, I think we have a stronger product because of that.
0: It's um. I, I don't really have language um, surrounding design. That's not my background. But I I, I just Street think. <laughs> well, I think it looks. I, I I just think it looks beautiful and modern. You know, if you compare it to what we've got now, and when I've been watching videos or playing with the the latest version of of Gutenberg, and then I go back. I do sort of have this moment of oh okay, right, we're back we're back to this and, and so I'm I, I'm not gonna be one of those people um who is going to play with it an awful lot. I'm going to wait until the moment when it's really, really ready and then like invest masses and masses of time uh, at that exact moment, I think. Speaking of, of it being ready, um, you mentioned that that's like block one, if you like. I shouldn't use the word block, should I? That's just going to confuse everything. There are three phase. oh, phases. There you go. That's the word. Three phases. So getting it shipped with blocks is phase number one. And you alluded to phase two and three. Could we just explore those for a, a few minutes? few minutes yeah. what's what's the next phase and why is that um, important and being left for now
2: yeah so the next phase is going to be customization uh why is that being left wow, there's a lot already in editor right yeah. um there's a there's, there's a lot to change in the content creation process for wordpress because everything pretty much about wordpress is the content creation process mm. So, distilling it back to, um, I kind of, um, in my mind, go back to the post, as in the function in WordPress. That's kind of what we've done. We've distilled it back to the post um, in in the sense of the editor. Um, That's for posts and pages, because we're doing both. Um, But that makes sense to distill it down, get those foundation. You know, if you're building a house, you fix the foundations and then you build the house on top of it. Yep. And things like customization, that's when you get into themes and plugins and even more conflicts and difference to what you change than what you, and I mean conflicts in the code conflict. Okay. So, um, you know, you might have a theme that's a very, very particular thing. Um, and then as soon as you change customization, it might need to hook into different things. Uh, yes. And so maybe we add different hooks, maybe we diff- add different things. And the way that, themes have worked for a long time has been the way that things work for a very long time (laughs) so as soon as we are maybe and i'm not saying we are changing that because phase one of customization potentially will be where we focus on templates and i say we that will be the whole entire wordpress project i'm not design leading that Male choices (laughs) (laughs) and uh that will be That's, again, distilling, and customization is a huge thing. That's distilling the huge thing down to the biggest problem today in that area, which really is how do I – add a template and why does my template look nothing like what it looks when it's up on the front and all these kind of things. is yep. what
3: people yep.
2: um, constantly feel that, that disjointed the what you see is not what you get. No, kind no, of, no, right. <laughs> kind of like, whoa, that's not what I ordered. Um, and that's really hard. You know, when someone first looks at a site, they expect when they edit to, it to look like that. And even in customize customizing Canada's, but it kind of doesn't, you know, there's, you'd have to have, a site builder plugin or you'd have to have a series of plugins or you'd have to have specific themes to really be able to do that um, out of the box WordPress just doesn't even provide like one brick towards that building <laughs> um, you know so being able to build on that makes sense and starting with the editor makes sense because we're focusing on a very specific area it feels like we've kind of gone outside of the area but the whole writing interface does need iterating um to do editing um so yeah it uh, actually is a, a huge task to do customization I yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I can, I can imagine sorry again it's yeah. sort of glibly said why has it been left out for now <laughs> i didn't yeah. mean it to come across quite like that um yeah. the is, is it going to follow the same sort of pattern? Um, will it, this, these next two phases, are they still... I mean, I know at the moment they're called Guttenberg. Um, are they still going to be called Gutenberg? So you'll release the the, the, the... the phase one will come out and we'll all start using it. Phase two will then go on in the background with contributor help and, and whatnot. And then at some point it will be deemed ready for production and it will then ship into Gutenberg, or will it be something separate
2: so this is when I'm I'm projecting on what might happen yeah. because uh, really uh, what we all can focus on is what's going to happen in the next release and that's GDPR mm. and that's in a week or so right <laughs> 4.96 <Yay.
3: laughs>
2: yeah uh, so and I think that that's practical to do that uh, because I think it's a project we need to constantly evaluate mm. uh, likely. Um, it will be produced exactly the same way. Um, I do not think it will be as long. And the reason being is I think uh, there's a high possibility that things will be broken down more. Um, Also, Gutenberg, the editor bit, what you see, was a small percentage of what the first phase had to deal with. So the first phase also had to deal with the underlying technology and the architecture, right? All of that
3: kind Mm. of stuff,
2: which now we have, Everything else in theory, whilst really big problems from a interface and interaction perspective, they're less of a problem, potentially, they're still going to have technology problems, I'm not going to say they're not but they're you know, we we have this this language and this foundation that can then be used and these different technologies are baked in. Mm. As far as the name, it's it's more like um, a philosophy, I guess that would be the best way to put it. Like It's like a, a an overarching. Um, I definitely think it will be the Gutenberg theme and Gutenberg customizer, but not in a sense, you're not going to find it in code. You're not going to find that we continue to use it when everything, you know, we're three years down the line and everything's in core. Gutenberg will just be like MP6 was, which was where we really did the admin interface. It was a project and an ethos rather than it was actually the thing that we baked in and we called separate all the time.
3: Yep.
2: And I think that's kind of, I don't actually think it's a bad thing to give project names because um, if you think about the name, it's really relevant. To yes. What we're doing. yes. Uh, and and I think it gets people behind. Um, I've, I've got a Gutenberg sticker, right? Like we've got the t-shirts, you know, it gives that kind of feeling of of belonging and pr- pride of people hmm. to be involved in something. And I don't think it's a bad thing from a, Historical point of view. No, you know, whatever the next Gutenberg is, I don't know what we're going to call it. But when the next the next thing comes out, it will exactly be the same thing as that. I'm going Um, to
0: suggest Gutenberg two.
3: I was going to give Gutenberg. X. <laughs> Isn't what you do like with friend, you, like, put an X. Yeah. X it.
2: Just following
0: the following the cinema release, sort of yeah. the, the idea. Um, like
2: this time, it's really yeah. Editing. yeah this this time it's, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not even going to say. Um,
0: so you have you have phase one. We have got phase two, and then what's what's the final the the final phase where we can all say it's done,
2: it's finished. Yeah. So the final one will be theme. Uh, we haven't had a default theme for a year. So, we've skipped a year for default yeah. theme. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, when that happens, I don't know. Um, everyone complains about it. Uh, we, we normally have a default theme every year. WordCamp US, it was uh, in the state of the word. Um, one of the slides was Gutenberg editor, Gutenberg customization, and um, Gutenberg theme. And that's it. And then I think we there's going to be a lot of community conversations as what is a Gutenberg theme? Mm. What does that mean? I have my own personal opinions, but I think it's important that the community as a whole are going to, and you're seeing just tiny little bits of exploration as to what that could be. Mm. Um, and that's going to get more and more once Gutenberg's in core, And then you're going to see people, you know, it's going to be a really exciting default theme because yeah. it's going to have the potential of not only the edit, the editor's like eh, editing. I mean, I, I adore what we do with editor, but that, when we move into customization, that is really exciting yeah, for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, that'll be a big moment, won't it? You can really have dramatic effects. Um, very, just very solving
2: quickly. page templating. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> like, like
3: a Huge step, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. it is a it's a real headache and a real pain point, and it's a real and of course the, the thing which I often forget um, is is how large the user base for WordPress is, and how um, how it's got to appeal to just so many skill levels. Um, so obviously, if you've done those things time and again, it becomes relatively easy, and it's, it's easy to say, "Oh no, no, no! Those things are straightforward. You just got to, you know, read this or read that, and you'll be up to speed." But I of course, just we didn't
2: expect people to know code, right? Yeah, exactly. That. But yeah, you know, like we should be in a position where if you want a WordPress site, you should be able to not have to install a theme. You should not have to install a plugin. It should walk default out of the box. You should be able to just get up and write. And we joke about the famous quick install. It's not... <laughs> the install might be quick but
0: they actually <laughs> yeah. use the system <laughs> but then you yeah, as soon as the install's finished <laughs> then you're on a where you're like what do i do
2: now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
0: yeah, a really good point um and I, I i must try harder to imagine the the millions of people who are using wordpress and and don't have any interest in the technology whatsoever they just want to get on and get their thoughts out into the world and so this feels like it's going to be a dramatic thing what's in store for you what are you going to do when when your phase of of um contributing to being the design lead for gottenbergers has has passed what are you going to do then
2: i mean uh what i was doing before was Mm. i was still working um on WordPress.org. i was Mm -hmm. about the project so i'm likely going to move more into support um i think we haven't you know when something's released into core that is not the end no, no. <laughs> there is always iteration and there are always things that need to be done um that's definitely I feel I don't fully know what I'm going to be doing. I don't think anyone really knows what they're going to be doing ahead of time, right? Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) Um, Too far ahead, but I'm really happy with the work that it's a pleasure and and a rare opportunity as a designer to work in WordPress.org and Mm. open source. It's not, we have quite a lot of developers who work in open source full time, but from a design perspective, it's a real privilege and a rare privilege to be donated um, back to an open source project so i am very happy to continue doing that
0: (laughs) well you know what i think when it all gets shipped i think we'll all be happy that you did that as well because um from my perspective it's an exciting time what you've done looks fabulous it's going to make i think a lot of people very very happy um so yeah i'm going to
2: take what you're saying what i've done i will totally point out that I'm standing here speaking for so many people. You're right.
3: You're, right. you're right. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I think it's important to do that because this any contribution has been important. Like maybe it's a conversation that you've had with someone on the Gutenberg yeah, our core team. Or maybe yeah. it's someone you had outside that got to them. That is a contribution. Mm. Or maybe it's a blog post, or maybe it's a Twitter, or maybe what you're doing with this podcast, every single thing is a contribution that has got Gutenberg to where it is. And You know, there's a couple of uh, two of us that are leading it. And then there's a few more that are in the core team. They're not necessarily the important ones. The important ones are the people that have contributed to this, that have worked tirelessly on this project and got it to where it is and so i just like to shine a light on those no
0: you're right you're right you've got you've got the right words and the right ethic and the right ethos i think that's a lovely way to um to to put it you know um because it's not it's not the the efforts of one individual it's the efforts of countless thousands in this case of people who who just who just contribute lots and lots of their time um because they feel it's a good thing to do regardless of that unfortunately time and tide and all that we've um, we've kind of come to the end it's been a real pleasure thank you for coming on and explaining all about it and i hope that it's been of, 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 of use to those people who haven't yet ventured and had a look at it is there anywhere that you would like to mention any website address or something for you yeah. for, for us to find you
2: so you can follow me on karmatose k-a-r-m-a-t-o-s-e-d on all the things uh, and I have my own little site, which I need to blog more, but <laughs> tam, T-A-M, dot blog.
0: Uh, let's, I, I can imagine why you're not blogging much at the minute. <laughs> You've probably got other things on your mind. Thank you, yeah. Tammy Lister, for coming on. Much, much appreciated.
2: Okay, thank you.
0: And today's
1: ending fact, we are looking at wordpress.org forward slash about forward slash stats at the charts that they've got there. And we're looking at the PHP versions, which is... I don't know. It's interesting to me and Nathan anyway. Mm. But what it tells us here is that the, well, the most popular PHP version that's running at the moment at 39.5% is 5.6, which is Quite old, isn't it? We are presently, I better get this right, we're on 7.2, is that right?
0: Yes, 7.2. No. I've forgotten what the exact one I think it was 7.2.6 was released at oh, some point okay. in May. But yeah, 7.2. And last week we talked about the WordPress version, didn't we? And we talked mm-hmm. about the fact that that is 55.5% on the latest, 4.9. But yeah. this is in stark contrast to that. And the reason, I suppose, is simply this. In WordPress, you can update WordPress, but in WordPress, you've got no chance of updating PHP. Um, mm. So presumably, this is something that the the people at your hosting company need to take care of. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of good benefits from updating to seven point anything. Yes. Primarily, the speed. I remember at the time that seven came out, there was an awful lot of talk about the fact that it was significantly faster, up to two two times as fast in some situations. Um, yeah. But I guess there's security patches and things that have taken place. So it, that, that's this is not as encouraging as the one we talked about last week. Where does it go no. from there? We've got on PHP 7. Point, sorry, let's go back. So on 5.6 is the majority on nearly 40%. Mm. Then it drops down to 7.0, which is 8, let's call it 19%. Mm. Then 7.1 is 8.8%. And then we drop off uh, into little little sections of the diagram. So, yeah, this is not quite as encouraging. And no. you made me pull up the wordpress.org forward slash about forward slash requirements page. And it says on there that PHP version 7.2 or greater uh, mm. is recommended. So I think this is quite a nifty idea because a little bit further down the page, it actually says ask for it. Here's a letter you can send to your host. Copy and paste. Yes. I think what WordPress are trying to do here is get the hosting companies to to raise their game and and you know get them get themselves up onto the next the next version.
1: Exactly. Well, I mean, the interesting thing is, you know, seven point two is the one which really should be on, which is only one point eight percent. But if you compare it and it's next to it to five point two, which is what about twelve years old now? Mm. That's two point nine percent, nearly three percent. So
0: yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's not not a good, not so good a picture as last week, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but there you go. If you do have a host that which isn't on seven point two, then maybe it's time to to reach out to them. And as we said, if you go, you can just copy and paste an email. And I guess it's a good idea to copy and paste it verbatim yeah. because the more times they see the exact same email, the more the more significant they'll they'll take it. Um, yeah. and that's probably yeah. gonna be useful for all of us if we all get on that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like two thirds of people probably need to send that. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? And that's millions and millions of people. So there you go. Mm. Right. Mm. Let's knock it on the head. Call it an end to this episode of the WP Builds podcast. I'm going to say the same old stuff. Go and share it all over the place. Really appreciate that. iTunes reviews are always really good. I'm trying to get people to subscribe on Facebook Messenger. And if you go Mm. to Facebook sorry, WPBuilds.com forward slash messenger. It will automatically take you to the page where if you're logged into Facebook, you can sign up to get little uh, notifications from us. And that's working out to be really a useful way of doing things. So if you've if you managed to get to the end of this and you fancy doing it, go for it. Right, cheesy music fading in mm-hmm. as always. And I'll say goodbye from me, Nathan Wrigley. And it's goodbye from me, David Warnezy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.